With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. to a Thursday, November 18th edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast here at DraftKings. Um, it's a beautiful time of the year because as we record this podcast on Thursday afternoon, I'm watching college basketball. It's feast week. We get college basketball in the afternoon on weekdays from now through like New Year's, lots of tournaments. Um, so if my attention seems to be not on the podcast, that's because it's not. Um, I'm Julian Hedlow. <laughs> Here with my co-host, Steve Buchanan. You can find us on Twitter at Julian Edlow, at SBuchanan24. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Unreasonable Odd. And if you're watching on YouTube, you see our guest, a repeat guest with a very sharp lid on because his Pat the Patriots logo on the first hat was not allowed um, in honor of the Patriots on Thursday night football tonight in Atlanta. Um Dave Sherpan on Twitter at Sportsbook Consig. Welcome back to the Unreasonable Odds podcast, sir. Boys, good to see you both. Um, good to be here. Yes, it is a festive time of year, Julian. But as we stated before, we actually hit the record button. Not so much for the people that are working in the book. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's hard to manage all this stuff. But good for betters, options abound. And, you know, this football game tonight in Atlanta with this matchup of I, I didn't want to get into it. I tried with the Pat the Patriot. We gotta go this way. That's all. <laughs> yes, your hat says I want to be formal, but I'm here to party. Yes, um, yes. That is, that is yes. exactly what we'll do. Um, actually, first of all, Steve gave props to me for hitting my 35 to 1 Jorge Soler World Series MVP bet. Just another nice. 31 MVP uh World Series for me. I'm the World Series MVP whisperer. Now I have to give props to Steve for hitting the Robbie Ray Cy Young ticket. Bam. Um 80 to 1, right? 80 to 1. Yep. Ooh, well, nice, so, Steve. Steve good. Steve now holds the show record for uh longest odds hit on a play. Um, he let me hold the record for like two, three weeks. Um, and now, poof, it's gone. Yeah. So it's going to be now, hard to beat. Just for the record, that one may stand for a while. That one, I, you I don't need, really hit them eighty to ones too often, unless you find some golfer or something. Uh, one of those random weeks. So that's pretty good, Steve. Um, eighty to one is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, Dave, we, we talked about that on uh, on the show here. We talked about that on uh, MLB Network on MLB Central. We talked about that back on July nineteenth. I was on the Robbie Ray train for uh, for Cy Young, and uh, he just went absolutely crazy in that second half. Really kind of wrapped it up, and it didn't hurt that Garrett Cole absolutely imploded 
in the month of September yep. too. So that was uh that was a monster hit yesterday. That was uh so some happy faces in the Buchanan household for sure. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I'm I'm a little upset at myself for missing that day because I was on the MLB network as well and somehow did not see that you were on Robbie Ray eighty to one because I think I would have at least thrown an, an Andrew Jackson at a little twenty yeah. something. So, you know, pick up sixteen hundred would have been okay. So. Good for you. Um, Thanks, Julian. Man. Nice knowing you. Soler, that was a really good call. <laughs> but, you know, you're, you're, you're second. You're Roger Maris now. <laughs> one way or another, I will find a way to hit 100 to 1 tickets <laughs> and reclaim the record. Challenge. Um, it should, the bar it should has be, been it set. It should be easy. It should be easy. I just need to do a little looking around and, and find something. Um, all right. Well, as you can tell, Dave uh, pulling out the Andrew Jackson, turning it into 1600. Knows odds. He's an odds maker. Did that quick in his head. Um, so you are the type of guy, and we talked to Johnny Avello on on Mondays here on the podcast, um, director of race and sportsbook operations at DraftKings. These NFL boards, like we didn't have a touchdown dog win until Halloween when uh, when the Jets got the Bengals, and now we've had like seven or eight of them. Yep. Um, since then. So major regression with these dogs stealing games outright, busting teasers, busting money line parlays. Yes. Um, Steve and I are two huge uh, teaser players, six point teasers when it comes to NFL betting. Um, before we dive into the week 11 board, just your thoughts overall on these last few weeks and, and you know, how to be betting the NFL right now, because my answer to how is just simply being cautious. I bet one side oh. last week. Yep. I think you got to get more selective as the season goes on. The numbers get better because, you know, as odds makers, you have more, you know, I don't know, bullets in the chamber, more, more, more knowledge to, to go off of. So the numbers have always gotten sharper. I think what makes this last few weeks pretty unique is the dogs winning outright. They're not just covering a the spread. They're winning outright. So the money line parlays, which have become really popular, uh, in the last couple of years are, are being busted up big weeks for the book, but don't forget Jules a month ago, Johnny and the boys and everybody in a lot of places were, you know, had to, had to, the bucket out going, what are we going to do? All the favorites <laughs> keep winning. Like, how do we, how do we do Sundays are terrible. Worst Sundays ever. So the swings have been bigger, like from week to week, it is truly a week to week league. And I think we're seeing it within the game itself the way it's being officiated, um, you know, the pass interference has become the best play for half the teams in the league. Just yeah. throw it up through the back shoulder, run into the guy. All right, we got a 35-yard game. Let's go. Now we can go and score. So it's changed a lot, um, but it hasn't changed at all. The thing that's changed the most is that it happens so quickly from being favorites, favorites, to boom, dogs, dogs, dogs. And now what do you do? I think you do exactly what you said. Take your foot off the gas pedal and go, all right, I'm going to selectively pick the games and pick spots. I think identifying good teams is one thing. Identifying bad teams is more important. I agree with that. I would much rather bet against a bad team than yeah. bet on a good team um, when it comes to the NFL. Uh, totally agree there. So let's get into Thursday night football. Um where I think we can bet against a bad team, even though the Falcons uh, <laughs> did get a win over the Saints, but they got a win over Trevor Simeon, who's a bad quarterback. Yep. Um, then they got smoked in Dallas. 
I'm not, I can't touch this up at six and a half, seven. Um, I got it earlier in the week on the Patriots, but yep. now I short week on the road, rookie quarterback. I just don't see the Patriots winning this uh, losing. I don't see the Patriots losing this game. Um, the way they're going right now on, on defense, the running game is going and they're the coaches are letting Mac Jones throw the ball and he's proving that he can. Um, that's the biggest difference. They're yep. allowing him to throw the ball downfield and he can before all these dink and dunk screens against the Texans to go down <laughs> 10 points. It's frustrating as a Patriots fan watching, what are they doing here? Um, and it is refreshing to see it open up. Um, so I'll phrase this to both of you, but we'll start with you, Dave. What do you like just in terms of a side for now, before we go, you know, total or, or props or other places, um, in Thursday night football, Ken, is it too much with the Patriots? Is it now a, a teaser money line parlay piece? What do you got? Yeah. I mean, when the number was three and a half opener and it's six and a half now, I mean, just being the book guy that I am, it's hard to go. All right, now I'm going to play it. You yeah. know, it's, it, it almost becomes, I use the term talking about partying. You're too late to the party. You got to let it go. I think what happens in years past is like, Oh, now it got to seven. Now all this money, I'm going to go against it. That hasn't worked so much. It doesn't become so automatic when you're taking the bad team in that situation. Now it works, but this, I, I, I totally dismiss this like fade the public thing because it's not really the public you're fading at this point because all the money comes in. If you talk to John, like the majority of the money comes in on an NFL game starting on Friday night and really on Sunday morning. So Thursday night game, you'll see it now. Now we're trying to get the best number, right? Um, I think you can wait. I think you might see this thing touch seven if you like Atlanta. The total, boys. It ha- it has, by the way, it, it briefly touched seven on DraftKings. And oh, it did. Six and a half. Yep. Yep. Oh, uh, okay. So that it could again. The... It might again, because you know the public's going to be taking the Patriots. Up yeah, to but I know Johnny's in there and the, the, the guy's doing it. <laughs> it ain't going. It ain't going back to seven. They ain't, right. the the stand has been taken. Six and a half is the number. Okay. Um, yeah, that ain't moving. The total, I mean, like the Patriots, they're good. Jules, Steve, yep. they're good. Like it, it is a Steeler guy. I'm like, but I'm wearing a Pat the Patriot hat, not on the show, but I mean, I wear it all the time. I get a lot of looks from it and stuff. I love the emblem. Team's good. And you saw the progression, right? The beginning of the season, you said you were frustrated. So were Patriots betters. Like, what are they doing? They're not even trying. Like, handing a ball off all the time. Bubble screens, screens, all the stuff. I think he's opening it up. I think I think Belichick knows what he's doing and he knows what he has. This team's making a playoffs. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, that minus six and a half is also at a premium at minus one twenty. Very rarely ah. see those uh, on the book too, as well. So there's a you know indication of how that line is moving a little bit there. Plus six and a half is even money for the Falcons. Um, this is just a game where. I think the Patriots are really just going to absolutely destroy this Falcons team. This Falcons team, and Julie and I have talked about this numerous times over the past destroy? couple of weeks. Yeah. Destroy means covering six and a half. Of course. Of course. But so here, here's, here's where I'm at on this, and we've talked about this a couple of times. The Falcons were playing good over the past few weeks because they were playing bad teams. Playing bad teams, sub-500 teams, is the teams that they were beating. And then they beat the, the Saints, who were over a 500 team, but against Trevor Simeon. So you're looking at some of those games. They go up against, you know, uh, the Panthers, who couldn't get anything going. 
this is not a team. And the, the team that the Falcons really are is what we saw last week against the Cowboys. That Cowboys team went up and down the field with ease against what was perceived to be one of the worst secondaries in the league coming into this week. If you take those two games away where they face the Panthers and the, uh, uh, the Dolphins, they're allowing an average of 283 passing yards per game. That would be one of the highest in the league mm. at this rate. This Patriots team is going to do their best to take out Kyle Pitts because Bill Belichick was raving about Kyle Pitts over the week. So if he's raving about a player, you know that's who he's honing in on to take out out of the offense. They're just going to go up and down against this team. They're going to generate pressure on, on Matt Ryan, who is turning over the ball at a higher rate than he has been over the past few seasons. I think the Patriots cover easily. The value is gone, like you said, Dave, because you could have had this at minus three and a half, but I still think they cover the six and a half number. All right. Why don't, so, why don't you just wait till they get down 28 to three? I mean, that'll be the perfect time to bet. There right? is a boost on the DraftKings Sportsbook that that happens, what? that, the, that yep. the Falcons lead at the half and then the Patriots win the game. That is an actual boost you can get at plus 700. Wow. That's <laughs> worth just a fun bet right there. Like just yeah. because that's the, that's the most fun narrative of this thing. I was working in the book that day and it was in a crazy, crazy game. We all had the Patriots. And we were like, man, this is this can't be happening like this. So, so, so serious know. question though, and because I know that you 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 said this, Dave. You said the Patriots are a very good team, right? And if if you know, I, when talking from your perspective, you know, obviously you're a bookmaker, so you look at this a lot differently than other people do because of you know of your insight and all. But do you really feel like the Falcons can cover in this game, even though they're zero three against the spread at home? And are failing to cover, by the way, by an average of 13 points. By blowouts, right. No, I don't. Like, that's that's the thing. The Falcons – so, you know, when you work in the book, you, your sides get picked for you. And you need the Falcons every yeah. week. And now one of the best parts about being a media guy and not being in the book is I don't need anybody. I can pick who I want to need. <laughs> I'm picking the Patriots. I ain't picking the Falcons. I don't think they're going to cover the spread. I definitely don't think they're going to win the game. Now. Yeah. What Jules said to start the show, I mean, or to start the segment, I mean, it's, it is a rookie quarterback and it is on the road, but I think he's the most short prepared week. rookie on a short week. First right. short week of Mac Jones's career. He didn't have one at Alabama. Check all these boxes off. Is this the game where one little thing happens, tip ball happens, it gets a pick, and now the Falcons are able to keep it close? Sure. I don't know. I, the Patriots' defense is what anyone's not talking about. That's the real MVP of the team. They're holding teams down. How many points are the Falcons going to score today? What's a team total on the Falcons? That I would bet under right now. I don't think they're scoring. If it's 14 and a half, 17 and a half, it's one of those two. I'd bet under. 19 and a half. Wow, that's a little high. I like that a lot. It's a juice under. And if you want to, uh, the over 120 to the over, 110 to the under. Um, no way they're scoring 20 points. No way. I, the Falcons' offense has been stuck in mud. Um, they just don't have weapons. And if Patterson's out, that's another yeah. gadget guy. That's that they right. Need. That's their guy. I mean, like, he makes that's the another, whole thing go. It's another gadget guy that they they need with, like, you know, you move on from Julio, so Ridley's going to be the guy, and now Ridley's not there. So now your number one guy has to be a rookie tight end that you're developing and then Patterson's the guy you can get it to anywhere, and he's not out there. It's just – it's going to be tough for Atlanta to move the ball. Um, and I do like to look over to these team totals to kind of see, like, what it means for the spread. So 
the spread six and a half here. Team totals are Atlanta 19 and a half, New England 27 and a half. That's eight. Yeah. That's an eight point difference right there. Yeah. So that's, that's telling um, in some ways, like, Hey, we can't move the spread there, but if we're looking at team totals, it's new England by eight. Yeah. You, it, well, you have to actually always kind of shade those team totals to the over because the majority of people bet over. So right, you can right. you you can make it 27 and a half with the Patriots when it's probably supposed to be 26 and a half. Um, you know, so 27 you get it past the key number. Yeah, on, on when you make it 27 and a half, that's one you got to keep in mind because that's that's a very possible number where if you leave it 26 and a half because of the math, you're like, well, we're giving away 27 and 28. Can't do it. Put a 27 and a half and go from there. So I mean, I guess so that gives you value, I guess, what we're saying on on team total unders. Um, I will say I don't think this is a game where the Patriots need to run up the score. Like I'm not looking to bet Patriots team total over because they can if you don't think Atlanta is going to score, they can comfortably win this game. Um, Damian Harris is back. Madre Stevenson is running well. They can just build that lead and then run it out, I would think. Um, So let's does anybody else have any takes on the game? Totals 47 um i kind of lean under i guess given atlanta not scoring and then the patriots grinding it out but yeah, i would I'm, like under I, I i don't want a, a, a side really on that one either because the patriots bad, started, but... yeah the patriots started zero and four on the over to start the season and now they've covered it in five of their last six <laughs> right so it's like a massive difference for both of these teams so that's where i just get a little uneasy especially with a total like 47 uh, just kind of, you know, feels like a weird number that to have a side on. So I want nothing to do with that. But at least with from a betting perspective, the Patriots have been an over uh, machine over the past like month and a half. Taking unders ain't easy in the NFL right now. It's just no. with, the, with the flags and the late stuff that happens. I mean, the fourth quarter is like a circus sometimes. Um, yeah, I don't think you could, you know, definitively say you really like a side. But I mean. I always try to do the math and go, all right, if I like the team total under for the Falcons, how many points are they going to score? 17, you know, so it's 31, 17, that's 48. That's going to be right around the number. Or is it going to be 28, 13, you know, yep. something like that, 28, 17. It's going to fall right around there. Touchdown, two field goals, two touchdowns and a field goal for the Falcons. How many points are the Patriots going to get listen they hung 50 something on, on on somebody this year they can keep scoring if the Falcons are going to give them the ball and turn the ball over Patriots are going to make it hurt yeah. they could get you know they they could get close to the total themselves if things go really south for the Falcons all right let's touch on the player prop market before we go to the rest of the board mm. um there's a few spots that I like the one that I, so one that I wrote up in, in my article, we'll go to the wide receiver props. Um, Kendrick Bourne, either receiving yards or long reception. He's been getting involved a lot more lately. His receiving yards are 34 and a half. His long reception is 17 and a half. Um, if we pull up his game log. Long, he caught all four of his targets for 98 yards last week and that touchdown long of 48. He got over this by the hook with the long of 18 against Carolina, um, 46 long against the Jets, 75 long against the Cowboys. That's over in four of his last five. Um, And we think Jones has been opening it up. So Kendrick Bourne on that long reception of 17 and a half, I like. And then almost paired with it, this is this got hit 
with some juice. Um, Mac Jones not to throw an interception is minus 155, minus 160. Ooh. That's probably a little too much for me to bet it. Yeah. Um, I wish it was around like minus 130, but Mac Jones has not thrown an interception in three of his last four. And only the Jets' defense has fewer interceptions than the Falcons. The Jets have two. The Falcons' defense has three. All season? All season. I don't think Mac Jones is going to throw a pick. (laughs) I don't think Mac Jones is going to throw a pick in this game, especially if they come out and get the lead. And now it's the rookie quarterback on the short week. You have Harris and Stevenson to hand it off to in this game. Right. Um, I'm just – I'll just finish off right now because I'm tying in my whole game script. Like – I love Harris. Harris is back. I have a season long over 825 rushing yards, which if he stays healthy should, should get there. Um, I'm not a big over guy on season longs guys get hurt. That's one of the only overs yeah. I played. Um, and it looks solid right now, but he's, he's coming back from a concussion. It's a short week. Um, and Stevenson just had a huge game, hundred yard game. So Harris is at 54 and a half as the starter. Stevenson's at 36 and a half rushing. I think the Patriots get the lead. I think they use the healthier back late in the game. He's playing well. Stevenson over 36 and a half rushing all ties in. No Matt Jones interception, Kendrick Bourne long reception. Put it all out there. Man, I like them all. I mean, I I, I just, I, I like them all. I can't believe that Mac Jones number. I can't believe they only have three. Picks. Falcons don't pick anybody off. And Mac Jones has one pick in his last four games. So, so this is a situation, like I tell people all the time, if you're willing to lay 130, which is probably what the price is normally, I mean, on these pick props, it's anywhere between 120 and 130. I know, I know what you're going to say, so should I just it, do it? It's 160. Like, they got three. If it beats you, it beats you. you. I mean, 30 cents ain't enough to keep you off it. It definitely ain't enough to make you go to the other side. Like, tonight ain't the night he's throwing a pick, not against the Falcons. So that one I like the most. The running back situation, you're on your own, Jules. I, I, that, that, I don't know. Nobody likes to. Nobody likes to figure out the Patriots' running back. This That's what I mean. Like, I'm years. good. <laughs> I don't want to touch that. I had no idea what this guy's doing. He, he, it all makes perfect sense. Tonight will be the night he throws 45 passes because he's working on something. You know, he'll start four wide, you know, formations and all kind of stuff. Figuring out the Patriots' running back situation for props. And fantasy has been one of the banes of my existence for years. <laughs> James White and reception props and all these things drive me crazy. I could go back to what was his name? Corey Bennett. Corey, uh, oh, the guy um, that got from the Bengals. Corey Dillon. Guy <laughs> couldn't do nothing in Cincinnati. He went up there. He looked like Walter Payton. Drove me crazy. Of I don't course. want nothing to do with this. I don't want nothing to do with those Patriots running backs. Hey, real quick, I'll just throw this out here to Hunter Henry, anytime touchdown, plus 125. The guy has just been a red zone uh, machine. 21 point, yeah, 21.3% of the red zone targets on the team. That's the best on the team. He scored a touchdown in every game but one since week four against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. Plus yeah, 125. Might... Give me that. That's, that's a no-brainer to me. I was looking at that, too. Tight ends and rookie quarterbacks go together. Yeah. Like, you know, like peanut butter and jelly. I mean, when a guy likes throwing to a guy he can trust the tight end, he looks for him. So yep. that's just, I mean, that's a big number, Steve. No, like 20%. That's a lot. 21%. Yep. That's big. That's a big number. And, and he's Hunter, Hunter Henry. Money. Yep. Plus one. That's why I was like, are you kidding me? Plus 120. 
fine. <laughs> Absolutely. That won't be plus money by kick. I think that'll be one that I think will get bet most. I mean, because again, trying to figure out which running back's going to get it. Can't. Exactly. I don't know which wide receiver uh, that I really want to count on to catch one. Uh, give me Henry plus yeah. money. Henry's That's an over in my opinion. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Steve, did our earlier, um, the info we got from the book earlier, did that have most bet props yet for Thursday night? I did not look. I did not look. Yeah, I'll, you guys talk. I'll pull it up and see. We sometimes get uh, the most bet. Oh, which, which ones have the most handle or which ones are the most lopsided, like the bet splits that you put up? Um, most handle. We don't most have handle. Okay. So that's something later later on Thursday. Probably by the time you're listening to this podcast, we might have the most handle top five props for, for Thursday yeah. night football out there on it, Twitter. It was not on there. I just checked. That's what I just said. Thanks yeah. for listening. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's enough Thursday. Well, anybody else want to throw any uh, props? Uh, you like uh, Henry, Steve, that probably any, any props that you've seen that ju- are jumping out to you, Dave, or we'll, we'll move on to Sunday. No, you can move on to Sunday. You nailed it. I mean, that's, that, I don't want no Atlanta props. I know that. I mean, <laughs> the only one I think is, is the opposite of the Mac Jones not throwing a pick is is what is the Matt Ryan prop to throw a pick because minus um, one sixty. What is it? I think it was minus one sixty to throw an, an interception. Yeah, yeah. So that would probably be also that one might be a little bit juicy because um, depending on game script and stuff like that, if they keep it close, he may not throw as many times, but seems to throw a pick a lot more often than not. I think I would lay that one as well. Um, all right. That'll, uh, that'll take us into, into Sunday. Um, Hmm. I like the Patriots to win on Thursday night and that's almost where my takes end for this week. (laughs) Like, I'm so cautious with NFL right now. Um, my head is spinning. I, I kind of like the Dolphins getting a little momentum, getting pieces back on defense. Me too. Mostly playing Joe Flacco and yeah. the Jets is why, like we said, bet against bad teams. Yeah. I like the Dolphins because they're getting pieces back on defense. They have the long week after the defense looked good against the Ravens. And they're playing against Joe Flacco and the Jets. Um, I, I so, gotta be honest. If you just said make lines on the games that, that Julian is going to hit you with first on the NFL card, the Miami and the Jets game would have been way down on the list, Julian. I gotta be perfectly yep. honest, but I see the point. It's the Dolphins laying points on the road. That's enough to say, I lean back and pause and go, I think I might just watch this one or maybe find an in game play, but. Betting against nope, Joe Flacco nope, has that. been good. I want to bet on I want to bet on crappy teams on the road laying points. <laughs> that's what yeah, I right. Do. That's 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 where you got to kind of check yourself and go. All right, wait. Say it out loud. Dolphins laying three and a half on the road. Doesn't matter if it's on the moon, on Mars, or at the Meadowlands. It doesn't sound like the appealing thing to do. But yes, betting against Joe Flacco has been very profitable um, since the Super Bowl. Back in the day. Here's the only thing I would mention about that, though, is that you're getting a team like Julian has said has been getting a lot healthier against a team who have been double digit dogs for three weeks in a row and didn't cover in any of them. Yeah, that's the only thing that, that I know. And you I know you like this side, too, because you texted me when Flacco was announced. The start. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think I mean, so you're actually getting the Dolphins 
as a Jets opponent at a discounted price because they, if this was reversed, it would be eight and a half, nine and a half, somewhere in that neighborhood. So three and a half on the road, really not that bad of a deal. I mean, it's Miami or nothing. You There's zero oh, yeah. chance you could talk me into the Jets. No, <laughs> no way. No, no, not a chance. I mean, that team is just absolutely abysmal. Like, and then when you start to think that they're going to, you know, show some form of life, you know, they have that game against the Colts, like, and it's just absolutely shredded. um, So I, I, I I do like the dolphins in this one. Like I have no problem uh, with with taking there just because of, you know, a betting against bad teams and B uh, starting Joe Flacco. Like, you know, Mike White has been at least competent. Like he throws a lot of picks, but he's kept those teams in somewhat of a, a, a decent standing, like much better than we've seen from Zach Wilson. Like I have actually, I was actually kind of impressed with what I saw from Mike White. So I'm a little surprised at going to Flacco, who's really had no, um, you know, first team reps aside from this week. So, you know, I don't know. I'm okay with the Dolphins. Um, one team that I also do like, Jill, you and I were kind of going back and forth on this. You don't really like too much. I don't mind the the Bengals as one point favorites against the Raiders, uh, even though it, it, it's on the road. Julian is so in, Julian's so <laughs> invested in the Raiders that like he can't do anything with these games because he needs the under on their wins. Um, but I, I just think this is a great bounce back spot for the Bengals against an organization that is just crumbling on the uh, from the inside. You know, yeah. every single week it's something different with it with this team and. Um, they're just losing people left and right for, you know, multiple multitude of reasons. Um, and this is a Bengals team that should run all over them, quite frankly, because j- their run defense is extremely it's poor. Terrible. Uh, Joe Mixon is, you know, when he's healthy is one of the, you know, I, I would argue he's, you know, one of the top 10 backs in the league. So getting them as just, you know, a- a basically a pick them in this spot, even though they're on the road, I-, I like the Bengals a lot. I think this is a great spot for them this week. I think this game like in the book, this would be one of those ones where we're going to need the Raiders big and um, what I like to call the bag guys, B-A-G, they're coming to play the Raiders. They're letting this thing sit right now. We're recording this on Thursday. You're going to see this thing flip. I think Raiders will go off as the favorite. Now, it'll be one of those games. It's going to go one of two ways. The Bengals are going to win by 10 or the Raiders are going to win by 10. I don't think, yeah. I don't think this is going to come down to a last second field goal. It's just the Bengals off a of bye makes perfect sense. Um, but then you go the Raiders off Bengals, of Bengals, by the way, off a of bye and off two losses to the Jets yep. and Browns. Yep. yep. Well, the Raiders off the worst loss of the season at home to the Chiefs. Everything going on, the turmoil here. It's all everybody's talking about here. I mean, usually it's like hockey season now with the Knights and stuff in Vegas. It's all right now about the Raiders and how do they bounce back. Um, I don't know. I know I like the over. I just – the one (laughs) thing that I – there's going to be points scored in this thing. I think the Bengals, the last couple games, right, before the bye, blowouts, losses, but they gave up a lot of points. I think the Raiders will be able to score. Um, and I think that the Bengals are going to be able to score. Burrow, definitely look at props for him. Mixon, like you said, he's going to gash this team most likely. Yeah. Um, picking a side is tough. Picking a total for me, it's over. Seems seems light at the number that it's at right now. Yeah, it's gone up two points since last week. Opened up originally at 48 and a half. Yeah. Uh, and then up to 50 and a half minus 110 on both sides for that one. Um, Dave, let me get your opinion real quick on this 
because you brought up the Chiefs on this Dallas uh, Chiefs game. Julian and I were talking about last week how it felt like you were getting that Dallas game when they faced the Falcons. If all things were right in the NFL, which is anything but that right now, but if all things were right in the NFL, the Cowboys should have been double-digit favorites last week against the Falcons. But they suffered this unbelievable loss to the Broncos where the Falcons were able to get that win off the same. So it almost felt like you were gifted this minus eight line or minus seven and a half wherever it closed, because if all things were right, there's no chance that that is the spread. So now coming off of the blowout win, now the Cowboys are facing a chiefs team who everyone is all excited about his back, you know, because they had one good game, but now the Cowboys are two and a half dogs on the road. Um, what do you make of this line? Cause it's pretty much stood pat since it's open too. And before Dave even answers, let me just say this terrifies me because everything you just described sounds just like describing this Thursday night football game. <laughs> Patriots off a huge win over the Browns. Falcons just get smoked by Dallas. The line blows up to six and a half, seven. Scary. Patriots are still going to win. I'm just saying this is what it's like. <laughs> but I was, I, we were all sure the Ravens were going to win last week, and look what right. happened. So, I, right. I, oh, I, we weren't. So I like the Dolphins. I, I, I thought oh, that was no one of those way. scary things. Yeah, I gave, I, I gave out the Dolphins. I had the Dolphins in the what? under. I mean, it was one of those okay. things. You just That's see impressive. It. I'm glad you said that and that you like the Patriots this week. Yeah, I like the the Falcons aren't the Dolphins. It's got to be the defense, right? Yep. Like yeah. the defense can rescue you or win a game. The Falcons don't play defense, so I don't yep. like okay. them tonight. Sorry, I sidetracked you from from no. Kansas City, Dallas. Dallas, Kansas City's. I mean, this is a great game because you got Kansas City kind of on the way back up. A couple good wins strung together. Dallas is one of the best teams in the NFC. I mean, I, I'm not afraid to say it. They are. They they score points in bunches. When Dak is fine and able to do what he does, he's got weapons and he's using them. I think the underrated part of Dallas is their defense. I, I, I didn't nice. think it was really elite good, but it's better than I thought it was. Um, the number – Kansas City's favorite every week. It doesn't matter. They win the week before they're favored. They lose their favorite. Home favored. Road favorite. It's just their favorite. That's Kansas City. It's Mahomes. It's it's the Chiefs. Um, you can look at it two ways, right? This is a discounted price again on the Chiefs um, because of the Dallas blowout. If Dallas struggled or, goodness gracious, lost to the Falcons, line would be on the other side of three, right? It's not. Now, like you guys got it. I think DraftKings has the juice. Yeah, two and a half minus 15. So, you know, Johnny, the boys know what they're doing. People are going to be betting the Chiefs. Again, the story of this game isn't inside. Look at this total, Steve. Yeah. This is, this is insane. Yeah. This is crazy, <laughs> right? This is 56 and a half at your place, which is the highest total in the world right now. <laughs> Rightly so. It's over. It's got to be over. Which team doesn't score 30 right. loses this game? And 34-31 is probably the fine with the Chiefs kicking a game-winning field goal. I mean, it's last one touches the ball wins. This is a basketball game, Jules. I don't see it any other way. I would lean Chiefs. I'm not really excited about it. I'm like Julian. Just lean back and go, mm, I don't know. But not even afraid to say it. Like over 56 as, as an odds maker, books, lines makers, whatever. You can't put it 60. You used to be able right. to like when the Rams were rolling like last year, year before when they played the Chiefs. Right. 60 was a total oh, man. 56 and a half. I mean, this game is going to touch in game. If it goes back and forth, back and forth, 14, 14, 
you're going to see an in-game total close to 70. So I don't know. Do you like a side of this, Julian? I lean Chiefs at home because I think there's value there. Like you said, we're getting a lower number if Kansas City comes back. I'll tell you this. This is something that I put in as a bigger bet this week. I still haven't gotten my best bets article out, which doesn't consist of many bets these days. It's hard. (laughs) So I'm looking into a futures market to tie something in, and this is going to be the biggest bet in the article. Do you know who's winning the AFC West right now? Who's in first place? Is it the the Chiefs? It's the Chiefs. The Chiefs won last week. The Chiefs are in first place in their division. Yeah, The Chiefs are minus 110 to win the AFC West. What That's was it before that, the season? That minus, the two, minus 275. Yep. If that ain't in a column, there shouldn't be a column. That's a best bet. What are <laughs> you doing? That is the column. <laughs> Raiders, uh, sorry. Uh, Raiders are at the bottom now at plus 1,000. Denver plus 900. Chargers plus 160. So the Chargers, the, the, the odds makers are saying that the Chargers are the only real threat. And the Chargers do not look good. They've kind of been figured out. Rookie mm-hmm. head coach. They're not going to get there. Denver doesn't have enough to get there. No way. Raiders are no slowly way. like the Chiefs are in first place and they're a pick against the division right now. That's crazy. I, that's my favorite bet in the NFL this week. Um, win or this lose season. against Dallas. That might be the best bet this season up to this point. Like, seriously, yeah. if they don't win a division right now, what is this? Week 10? We in week 10? We're, We're going 11. into week 11. We're going into week 11. If the Chiefs don't win a division, that would be a pretty big upset because it ain't going to be the Raiders and it ain't going to be the Broncos. I don't think with their schedules that they have left, I don't think either one of those teams. So it has to be a head-to-head against the Chargers. Chargers got round one, right? The Chargers already beat them. So, okay, they ain't beating them again. I don't think so. I mean, unless they play that, you know, basketball game on grass that they can outscore them. Um, But I think the Chiefs' defense is getting better, Right. right? And like you said, there's there's a lot of question marks around Herbert and the offense of the Chargers. It's not running as, as smooth as it was. And they don't even kick field goals. I don't even know what the Chargers are doing. They don't ever kick no more. They're going for it. I don't understand it. I, that's the best. That's the call. That's so that's why, like, I lean, I lean Chiefs this week, but I'm not even going to bet it. I'm just going to take – if I was going to put a unit on on KC minus two and a half, I'll just add one to Kansas City minus 110 to win the division. There you go. And and let that ride out. Hold my money for longer. I'm confident I'll – I'm much more confident I'll be getting it back, even if Kansas City loses this game on Sunday, that they'll still go on and win the division. Yeah, because, I mean, Denver's off, so you don't worry about them. The Raiders – I mean, maybe they win, maybe they don't. I don't know. But their schedule gets gets harder. And the Chargers got the Steelers Sunday night. I mean, with nobody playing, and this line is steaming up. It makes perfect sense. It's a weird game, though, right? Like, now it's getting to the point where the number, it makes me want to take the Steelers. And I didn't want to. But, I mean, if Ben ain't playing, I ain't taking him. I I can't do it with Mason. I just can't do it. Awful. First of all. Just make Kansas City Dallas Sunday night and flip this one around. Can we do that? <laughs> you guys um, got any power to make this happen? <laughs> we have very, very little power. Uh, very few people have have less power than us. Um, so right. you're talking to the wrong people. However, um, if we go to you mentioned by the way, Steve, my Raiders. Um, as I'm watching Davidson just collapse right now, this is bad. They were up double digits. <laughs> Um, the difference in his tone of voice has been dramatic over the past five minutes. I've noticed it. 
<laughs> Davidson, Davidson came out, went down 12, got up 10, and now they're going to lose this game. What swings? Like, you want to you punish yourself sometimes betting these midweek college basketball day games. This I mean, is how it ain't even bas- noon here yet. This is how college <laughs> basketball works. I was on St. John's last night. They went, they went down 27 to 14. Their point guard gets ejected. They lose by two and cover. All set. Um, swings. Swings. Um, this one's not looking good, though. So we mentioned the Raiders' future. They come out and go 3-0. and I bet them under eight juiced it went to seven um but when they started three and oh that got to ten and a half and now we're at eight and a half with minus 145 to the under i can still get eight and push this and my other win totals are jacksonville under six and a half lions under five and patriots over nine oh just give me the i'll take the push on the raiders please give me the push on the raiders (laughs) and i'll get the others that's pretty good that would be fantastic news. He was hoping for the push in week three. We were already, he was <laughs> yes. already getting nervous. <laughs> I week push. three, he's hoping for a push. <laughs> when a this team is... goes three and oh, and you have under eight in a 17 game season, yes. Yeah. But this is the fun part now, like uh, of the expansion of all the gambling and stuff, is these uh, season win totals are staying up and books yeah. are putting them up and adjusted. You want to talk about like best bets. Now you, you, you have knowledge, you have a basis of information to go off of and you can go through the schedule and I think find some other bets that may be available that will play out and you don't have to lay a particular number every week. You can make an adjusted season win total bet and have that action and go, well, they're going to lose, but I don't know if they're going to cover. So you make that bet. They hold your money longer, but I think you can put yourself in a position to then maybe uh, make another play on a game in the last week or the last two weeks you bet against, bet against. So it's a lot of fun. Jules, you're on the right side, I think, of a, a lot of those. That That's that's pretty good. Jacksonville may get you this week, though. Jacksonville may win this week. Wow. Okay. Wow. That takes me into, <laughs> takes me into the last thing that we were going to kind of do with NFL. Um, teaser legs. Like, we got the Pats six and a half on Thursday. That's going to mm-hmm. be a popular teaser leg. Like, what types of things are we putting it with? I was going to run through. There you got you got San Fran six and a half in Jacksonville. That's going to be a popular one. It's betting against a bad team, but yes. Jacksonville looked better against India. I think they had more yards per play. Um, sneaky game. It also yeah. speaks about how bad Indy is. Speaking of Indy, seven point dogs in Buffalo. Buffalo will be a popular teaser leg. Will um, Indy be a popular teaser leg up? It may. I think be. so. You I think it a- will. Right, Steve. Like I mean I that. I, I think that number, like sometimes the books and the odds makers get a number really right. Like that's a perfect number, seven. Mm-hmm. You pick because it's it makes you gives you that pause. Like I don't know, but I think that will be as far as teasers. I think that will be the most teased game both ways. I think you'll right. see almost as much up as you do down, and that never happens. Yeah, not many games give you the ability to choose either side for a teaser, um, and that does. So let me put it to you this way, Dave. If I'm telling you we're teasing the Pats Thursday night and you got to put it with something on Sunday, what are you putting it with? Mm. I mean, is it got to be – is it that easy? It's a silly thing. You, you never tease like this big of a number down, but – Cleveland's beating Detroit, are they not? Like, uh, they I mean, are, but are you going to go six to five and not get the 
three, not get through the the three key number. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's not a great number wise teaser. Uh, maybe not that. I don't know. I can't trust Baltimore on the road against Chicago. I mean, I'm right. You know, you just want to get like a survivor pick, right? Like, just give me a team that's going to win. Let's. I mean, you go through the games. The teams that I think are going to win are very few and far between. Like that, I really feel confident in. The, the games have gotten harder. I mean, what do you do? You take New Orleans up against Philly, right? Minnesota up. Minnesota up. I like Minnesota, but I mean, is that enough? Do we do we get enough there? I think you got enough with Dallas. Eight and a half. Dallas is probably actually that's probably the that's best the one dog that's, that's wise. That's the team. That's Dallas the team. Up to eight and a half. Okay. Yeah. Up to eight and a half. See, yes. this is the see, this is what's happening already with the Chiefs. They come out and they look good for one week. Everybody forgets that this team can't cover. Yes. This team cannot cover a spread. They did last week. Congratulations. Over the past two years, they cannot cover. They have covered less spreads more than only one team, the Jets. Wow. This team can't cover. I think so you sold me. I think you sold me, Steve. I think Dallas is probably the, the leg. Um, because even if they don't win, they don't lose by double digits. No. They're going to score points in the game. The total tells you that. Like so we're now, literally talking about two teams that are on complete opposite spectrums. The best cover team in the league is the is the Packers. They only became that after beating the Cowboys, who were undefeated against the spread. Mm. And now you got a Chiefs team who just doesn't cover. Period. Like we're talking about two completely opposite teams. That's your team. Those are your two teaser legs, in my opinion. Dallas eight and one against the spread, covered by an average of seven point seven points. Kansas City three and seven against the spread this season, failing to cover by an average of over three points. Wow. Eight there and a half for the Cowboys. That's your leg. Who's your favorite, Steve? That's the hard part. Like if you Patriots. try to match Patriots well, tonight. Well, if you, you got to pick a Sunday favorite, who is it? Is it oh, San Francisco? Oh, mm, I honestly, I I do not like that San Francisco team at all. Worried about that one. I don't like that team at all. Like they like I understand like they look good against the Rams last week, but was that more indicative of how bad the Rams looked or how good the 49ers looked? Right. Like the Rams right. could not make a stop on third down at worst all. Worst game of the season. At yeah. all. So is that is that more on the Rams or is that on the 49ers? That's on the Rams. That's not on the 49ers. They just couldn't make a stop. Nobody's I don't mentioned, like that 49ers team. Nobody's mentioned Tennessee. So here's what I was going to get to is like I, I'm having a tough time teasing something. And I hate going to th- needing three outcomes yeah. instead of two outcomes. You want to rely on two outcomes. Right. But if I take a Patriots Titans hosting Houston on Sunday, Buccaneers hosting Giants on Monday night and make a three team money line parlay, it is minus one Oh six. I am more confident that the Titans and Bucks win those games than any one single team on the rest of the board almost. So that's actually not bad. That's just I, that's money what I wrote lines, in my thir- three money lines. Those three money lines: Patriots minus three hundred, Titans minus four fifty, Bucks minus five ten on Monday night gets you minus one hundred six. I mean, you could leave that. You put that in, and then you could take the Giants plus eleven uh, and try to go for the middle middle if you'd right. like. That wouldn't be bad. But 
that's better than the teaser because, I mean, you yeah, can't get those teasers numbers down and they may win by a field goal uh, and you, you lose the teaser, but you win the money line. See, like that's what's happened in the business right there. You can work out the math. You can pick the favorites and know that the price is better on that situation. And you don't have to sweat the point spread because the point spread is the great equalizer, right? Like, I like it, Jules. I mean, that might is that going to go in the column too or no? I put it in. So I have a Thursday night best bets article and I put that in there. I said the Patriots are a perfect teaser leg. Um, I'm looking for something to tease them with. I said I might te- I maybe the Niners. I haven't done the Niners. I said maybe the Niners, which you don't like. No. Um, but I said, you know what? I'm more confident in Tennessee and Tampa winning. So I'm going to go to a three leg money line parlay over a two team teaser with this. Um, hey Dave, Dave, real quick too. I, I just want to throw this out there. So the 49ers just beat, which was perceived to be the best team in the NFC last week, right? Yeah. But they're, now they're only six and point half favorites against the Jaguars. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Uh, it, it does to me, it doesn't to most people, but <clears throat> did, did, uh, did Johnny and the fellas touch seven on this game? Did this, this has touched seven. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's again, that's the code for we're going to stay at six and a half. We're going to let everybody bet it. We're going to let everybody tease it. And this is like, um, do you remember Brady and the Bucks went to New England and this thing went up to six and a half and then it went to seven, then it went to six and a half and the Patriots gave them the battle and hit the upright, could have won the game. I'm not saying <laughs> Jacksonville is going to win the game. It wouldn't surprise me though. But I think this is a hell of a lot closer than six and a half points. Fair. I like it. Yep. Um, all right. Hey, his hand. Look at the remote his hand. Davidson, <laughs> Davidson lost. So we're on, <laughs> we're, on to, uh, <laughs> we're on to St. Bonaventure <laughs> in the 2 p.m. window. Love the Bonnies this year. Um, <laughs> best college basketball bet you can make is St. Bonaventure to win the Atlantic 10 regular season. More than Rhode As- Island. <clears throat> Rhode Island, first two-unit play of the year last year, Dave. He called me a homer. I said, I am a homer, but it came through in cash. I love it. On, on Wednesday night. <laughs> I saw the bet. I was like, oh, homer. But, man, that was a good bet. Like, that team looks pretty good. I saw the highlights. I didn't watch the game. But they, play, the they play defense, but it's also BC's, like, the worst team in the ACC. Oh, okay. All right. Um, but they they do up, Rhodey. <laughs> watch, watch out for him. Rhodey beat the Bonnies outright last year. Um, even though St. Bonaventure won the regular season and uh, A-10 tournament. Um, but, yeah, the Bonnies, all five starters back, got a few transfers in. They have a pit, Samir knows, they have a pit starter from last year coming off their bench as a transfer. They have a junior college kid transferring in that shoots 48% from three. St. Bonaventure is good. And they're about to show me that they're good in this 2 p.m. window game. <laughs> that all of you will know the result by by the time you listen to this. What was the line on the game? Went six and a half down to three and a half. Oh. Went against me. The, the starting center was uh, questionable. It looks like he's going to be in, but they have the depth with or without him. This one, they got this one wrong with the number coming down. Oh, all right. I got it at four and a half. Okay. Might have gotten back in at some three and a half. Anyway. <laughs> Um, don't go chasing that Davidson money. We're Just supposed to go. No, not chasing the, the Davidson money was fine after after the four no four no Wednesday. We're fine. Um, 
God. All right. I'm all over the place. Now. So he can't even think right now, Steve. Right. We're supposed to give, we're supposed to give an NFL best bet and an NFL underdog. Um, okay. So I'll lead, I'll lead us off. I guess we'll go underdogs first. I would, I would just, it's not a big one. I would just go Vikings. Okay. At home. Okay. Steve. Uh, you don't like any. No, I, I honestly, I, I might go with the Colts at plus seven against the Bills. I think yep. it's just laying too many points. Um, and Dave, I think you almost have to say the Jags, but surprise me if it's somewhere else. No, it, it's, it's got to be the Jags plus the points or money line. I, I can take the no, points, no point, right? points is fine. Just a, a dog. Okay. Yeah. No, I think right now it's Jacksonville um, by Sunday night. It might be the Steelers. That one might just reach a point, but there's too much uncertainty with that. So if I got to pick one and not one that you guys have already picked, give me the Jacksonville Jaguars. I can't even believe I'm saying it, but plus six and a half is good. Um, all right. You got a best bet for us on Sunday or Thursday, whatever you want, I guess. Well, I mean, I tried to do the Pat the Patriot. You know, I like the Patriots. The Patriots is Thursday. I got the Patriots. No question. Sunday, man, oh, man, I haven't decided what my best bet is yet. But if I don't have Kansas City, I'll be surprised. But that one might be personal. I can't I can't remove my bias against the Cowboys so much. So let's go this way. Let's go to the Vegas Raiders. That's going to be – that's going to be my best bet. I'm just telling – I just know it from the book standpoint. Books are going to need it, and it's going to be one of them ones where I'm going, yep, I should have had the Raiders. So I'll go on a show right now and say I'm going to have the Raiders as my best bet Monday – or Sunday. There we go. I hope yeah. I hope you're wrong. Um, That's fine. Steve, <laughs> go ahead. I am uh, growing as a person. I'm going to do a teaser that goes across multiple days. Um, this is something that I never like to do, but I'm, I'm growing. I'm a big person. You know, I, I can do this now, Dave. I always wanted bets to be placed and, and done same day, but you know what? I, I'm, you know what? I'm growing. I'm a different person. Okay. It starts tonight with the Patriots, get them down to basically pick them, put it with the Cowboys eight and a half. That's it. There. That yeah, I mean, getting That's through good. a lot of key numbers. Gotta be good. I mean, my best bet is definitely Kansas City minus 110 to win the AFC West. But I'm not going to be a coward and give a future, so I'm giving out the Dolphins. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> Dolphins are my favorite play on Sunday, but please make sure you go bet the Chiefs to win the division. Have to. That's the best um, bet of the season, Julian. That's too good of a bet. bet the best bet of the season is strong praise. Um, I like that. All right. Um, before we get out of here, let's, I guess, touch on some, we obviously college basketball is going on, but we'll stick with football real quick before we get out of here. Um, I guess, Dave, I'll just rattle off to you some things that I like on, on Saturday and mm-hmm. you can let me know how you feel about them. And if you got a best bet or a side that uh, you really like, okay. throw it out there. But um, some stuff's jumping to me on this college football card. Um if we go, we'll just go right into Saturday. Um, BC keeps getting in these like tight spreads, even with uh, Dracovic back, the quarterback, who they're undefeated with. They've won the last two with them in, in tough games. Um, 
And now they're at home against Florida State. Florida State's been all over the place. But now you're coming up to, to New England when it's around Thanksgiving, starting to get cold. Um, they got that look-ahead spot for, for next week. Um, and BC just needs to keep winning. So BC at, you know, minus one and a half, minus 130 on the money line at home. That's a spot I'm on. Um, any thoughts on that one? I can't believe you're actually betting that game. Like, that's my only thought. Like, you got to be crazy. You mean, What's wrong with is, that game? No, I mean, it's Boston College, Florida State. You talk about, you want to know something about one team. Now, how do you know about anything, uh, either team? Like, all right, you're up I know there. all about BC. This, this is why you should bet that game then, because I have no real thought on it. Otherwise, I just looked at the line and thought, okay, it's one of two things. Why did the number move against BC? Because I saw three. that it opened three. Three. And it's Right. Who in the world thinks that Florida State's going to BC and winning? Certainly not me. But then I got to lay points with BC. Ouch. I mean, I don't know. I It's BC or nothing, Jules. I would tell you if it was if I disagreed. But again, you hit me with the Jets and the Dolphins when it went to the NFL. We got all this menu of college football and you go Florida State, BC. What do you think? Well, I think you're crazy for betting it, but OK, BC it is. Right. Great Perfect. Answer. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Sticking to the noon ACC window, Wake Forest at Clemson. Wake oh. uh, Clemson is a bunch of frauds. They can yes. play defense, but they cannot move the ball. At Wake all. Forest cannot play defense, but they can move the ball. Hmm. I'm going offense over defense here. Yeah. Even on the road. Yeah. Wake's just the better team. Um, I like the four and a half with Wake. If you want a little 170 money line, go for it. Um, and the mm-hmm. team total is what intrigues me. I think it's it was like 26 and a half. They score every week. Yeah. Um, if they turn Clemson over once or twice, I, like they're going to get into the 30s. I don't mind the team total. There's different ways to go go about this, but all does different the, forms of wake in this game. Does the physical matchup? between the two teams worry you. That's the only thing when I look at this, because Wake has been able to do what they've done against everybody. Right, and, and Clemson, Clemson has, has the bigger, bigger, faster, stronger defense. Yeah, I mean, they got NFL guys. But they're not playing that way on offense, but they still got that NFL athlete. Might be a little bit different. I used to see it sometimes at Penn State when teams would come in, or like I went to a couple bowl games where I'm like looking, I'm like, Man, this is men among boys, you know, men against boys. And and it usually resulted in a blowout. The number tells me it's not going to be a blowout. Right. Um, you like Wake? I like I, – I mean, I want to see Wake keep winning. I want to see them keep in the, the conversation to mess everything up. So taking them plus four would go along with that narrative. I think they can score enough to keep it close. I think they definitely can score enough to win the game. So plus four. Four and a half. Four and a half. I'll take the hook. People keep betting this Clemson team. I don't know why. They do. Yeah. Um, let me say real quick about Clemson. Like, you know, they started the year with the the um, 10 to 3 loss to Georgia. And yeah. we were trying to figure out who everybody was. Like, that's a pretty impressive loss by Clemson now, given how good Georgia yes. is, how bad Clemson is. Like, all, like, if Clemson, Georgia played today, what is the number? Oh, a lot more than three. Clemson was uh, minus three in that game. Now it's like Georgia minus 17. Like, oh, that's on a neutral? That's I don't know. 
Yeah, that's uh, a that was I on mean, a neutral. Yeah, so yeah, that was on a neutral. So I mean, on a neutral, I think it would be probably what anywhere between 11 and a half, 13 and a half. I mean, it would be double digits. It would be double digits. And I think, okay. I think, um, you know, the total might be 31, <laughs> right? Like, what do you make the total yeah. in that game? So you can't make, because the total will be so low, you can't make the number probably what you're thinking, you know, over two touchdowns, but yeah, it would be ugly. I mean, Georgia would lay one on Clemson again. As soon as we are done with this podcast, I'm going to record the game within the game with our friend Brad Howe, um, where I will be giving out West Virginia. I got them at two and a half. They're sitting at three. Texas is done. Done. That was the ultimate nail in the coffin, embarrassing loss of all time. 31 point home favorites to Kansas and you lose. I don't know if you saw this, Steve. Steve doesn't know anything about college football. Texas was a 31-point home favorite to Kansas last year. Kansas is like – Oh, the, I heard a lot about this. <laughs> Kansas, is, Kansas is like just bringing a single-A team up to play in the big leagues, and they knock off Texas on the road. They're done. You can't come back from that embarrassment. West Virginia is nothing special, but they're at home. They're going to win this game by at least three. I think you're absolutely right. We we talked about it on a game within the game on Monday, and – um, also on eight in the box and it's senior night, senior day or whatever at West Virginia. This is their, I mean, you know, who doesn't like to kick Texas when they're down? Like it's, it's, this is what you do. And them going to the sec, leaving the big 12, this is West Virginia send off. Like it's surprising that the number's only three, but it's not because West Virginia's offense is struggling like that's the only danger of this game julian is that west virginia can't score enough points to win they, the game because yeah, texas right keep, scores points they just don't stop anybody you saw that back in the red river shootout and nothing been the same since kansas won a game i mean their season win total was one so impossible that kansas wins but i think you're right i think west virginia has to be a play uh in that game All right, last one I'm going to dish out here. This one might even be my favorite. All short spreads I'm going to do this one, short numbers. UCLA minus three against USC. Mm. USC is another, like Texas, just that they don't have it. They're they're not – they haven't been quite as embarrassed as Texas, but they came the coach. I think they're on a one-and-six ATS run. Yep. UCLA is getting it back a little bit. They got their quarterback back. Um Mm. I mean, the total 65 and a half, we should see a shootout here. I just, the more points that get scored, the more I think UCLA runs away with this game. Yep. Um, This has been one of my favorites since being a kid of uniform matchups because it's in LA Uh, and they both wear the the home uniform. So you get the blue and the red. There's no white in this game. It's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. These rivalry games scare me. You you know, like the way you got to pause on the NFL. I pause on this one because I think the number should be higher. I think UCLA should be like at least four and a half, closer to six and a half, because USC is, as Charles Barkley would say, terrible. They're terrible. I mean, and they're done. They're looking for a coach. They're trying to take my Penn State coach, James Franklin, supposed to be going there. Something's going on. Somebody's going for that job, but the team ain't playing. So what am I missing? That's what that that puts me on pause, Julian. Like, I don't know what I'm missing. Why is the line only three, three and a half? 
it should be higher. And then, you know, if you were here, I'd say, let's get in the car and go three and a half hours away. I'm trying to convince the kids to ride with me to go see this game in person. It's the first time in 20 years I ain't working in a book. I want to go to a game. But I, I pause on that one. I, I, I sign off on the other two, but I'm pausing on USC, thinking it might be a field goal game. That's fair. Um, all right. Anything jumping to you in college football? Um, Ohio State, Michigan State, Big Ten matchup. I mean, as good as Michigan State has been, had a season. I mean, they're better against the spread. They're nine and one. Ohio State's nine and one, but Michigan State, I think, is seven, two and one against a number, and Ohio State's five and four. Should be a lot closer number, right? Like this would be one of those ones I'd be sitting in the book, people coming up and going, this can't be. Give me Michigan State, Michigan State, Michigan State. Ohio State is probably going to throttle. Yep. They're probably going to Just throttle. Like, it's kind of like last week. Wasn't it Purdue last week? It was Purdue last week. The one thing that, that Beehow's probably going to hit you with, that he hit me with, is that the week before the Michigan game, Ohio State is 0-7 in their last seven against the number. Because it's usually it gets a very inferior opponent and it's an inflated number. That's what this is. But that's the one that like looking at all the games that are like, you know, of interest, unlike that Florida State BC game that you're the only one that's interested (laughs) to. Yes. Um, The Michigan State number seems high, but it's probably another one of those Ohio State offense just being better than the other team in a blowout. Um, all right, before we get on out of here, any any basketball thoughts as I watch the Bonnies take a 14 to 4 lead over Boise State in the early going? But we have seen teams blow <laughs> double digit leads already. Um, today, any like early in college basketball, I don't need bets or anything because it's impossible to give bets right. out for you know, everything's going to be moving as we as we go here throughout the weekend, but. Thoughts on college hoops um, in, in general in the early going? I really haven't been watching too much of the college hoops. I've been watching okay. the NBA, and I cannot believe the unders in the NBA. I was just going to say, then let's talk NBA unders. <laughs> what What is going on? Is it the basketball? Is it the way the game's called? Is it less fouls? Is it the whistles? Is, is, what is – I mean, as an former odds maker, thank goodness I'm not in the room trying to book <laughs> the NBA right now because how – I mean, you, you have to adjust quickly to – Totals that used to be in the high 220s, 228, 227, are now in the two teens, like, you know, 213, 212. I mean, we're going to see numbers very soon, 203, 204, 205, because games are flying under. You can blindly bet the board every day. And the first 12 games, you're going better than six and six to the under. Do you have an explanation why? Because I'm watching the games and I really, other than, it seems like less fouls where, where you can jump into a guy and get the free throws and points are being scored less. I don't know if it's the, the lack, the other thing I keep saying or seeing is the lack of big men or the coaches to say, all right, they're guarding the three point shot. We're missing the three point shot, throw it inside and get a two. No one does it anymore. So right. scoring is down. There's more trips down to the offensive side of the floor without points than there has been in recent history. I think the whistles are the biggest thing. The the lack of whistles are the biggest contributor to the unders Mm. um, is the simple way to put it. And then when you have your James Harden's and your Trey Young's not getting those calls, first of all, there's the plays where, you know, you just simply don't get the free throws and you get zero instead of two um, or three. 
Um, and then there's the transition of them realizing those whistles aren't going to happen and taking and missing more difficult shots because they can't get their calls mm. um, is kind of what ties into it. Like both of those guys, I mean, the Hawks beat the Celtics pretty good last night, but I watched that game. Trey Young made four shots, no threes. Um, wow, that's the it. Team won, but like he wasn't getting to the free throw line and, and he, then he couldn't get it going on offense. So I think it all just kind of ties in that not getting the foul calls that you used to get are changing the whole flow of, of the offense because you're doing different things if you're not doing what you used to do to get those calls. Are you able to do um, the prop market and, and see those? Like, are those numbers being adjusted? Or are you able to, to kind of play more unders than overs? Because, like, last year, like, Russell Westbrook was a triple-double every single night. Like, it was one of the right. things I was watching and, like, you know, it was hard to adjust the number. I was always thinking in a book, like, how much can you make this? Like, minus 400? He's going to get a triple-double. But, like, how is it that automatic? I don't think there's anything automatic right now as far as scoring positively in, in the NBA and, and a guy that you know is going to get his anyway. So I think there's got to be opportunity in the prop market, no? Yeah, guys have been cashing their unders. They've the, the Funny, like some of these point props have come down and yet we're seeing the totals not like if James Harden's points come down three or four points, the total for the game should come down. A few right. Points, and it's not necessarily maybe all working nope. together so far. Um, so it's interesting. NBA totals are, and props are something to to stay tuned to and kind of figure out. I mostly play overs. I wait for injury news and then quickly bounce on. Oh, know, yeah. Whatever. Somebody's ruled out this guy's points are going over this guy's rebounds are going over or whatever. That's how I, I get the, the cheap, easy wins. I don't try and be sharp. I just, I'm opportunistic. Yeah. Put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Information, um, man. It's huge. Yeah. That's, that's my recommendation. If you're betting NBA player props. Um, all right. That's a lot that we covered there um, on the unreasonable odds podcast with Steve Buchanan um, with our guest, Dave Sherapan. You can find him on Twitter at sports BK consig. Um, you got the cash considerations podcast going on, um, where you torture your East coast guests like myself and bring us on at 10 PM for a couple of hours. We moved the time since you were on because we, we, we felt bad. You were tired. We kept you up late. You stayed the whole time. We, again, we really appreciate it, but so you moved the time after I came on. No, no, no. <laughs> we moved it up. We moved it up. We moved it up. So we right, get more East coast. Right, yeah. Well, after you came on. Well, you were the reason because we were like, what do we do to Julian? That wasn't right. It wasn't fair. <laughs> You know, so we had to change the time, but we recorded earlier in the day. Now, the one thing I mean, I, what just happened? Did the Fenway people buy my hockey team? Did, did yes. I mean, like my the whole intersection of my worlds are coming together? The the Fenway group are buying the Pittsburgh Penguins. Is that even allowed? <laughs> um, I don't know how it is. I don't know, but yeah, our baseball team is buying your hockey team. That's that's correct. So if the Penguins win the cup, can we have the parade in Fenway? <laughs> sure. sure. Why not? Work? I don't know if Bruins fans will like that. Bruins fans it'll, it'll like be MC by LeBron James, too. LeBron James will be. Oh, thanks, Steve. Yeah. That on top of everything else. Great. <laughs> yes. Great. If we need more to think about and worry about, I gotta worry about LeBron <laughs> coming and drinking out of the cup and stuff. <laughs> Terrible. Um, all right. So you got the cash considerations <laughs> yes. podcast going on, which I would be happy to return to now that I don't have to take a nap and wake up in the middle of the night to record. Oh, um, sure. And you got a new, you got a new podcast. Yeah. Up. Why don't you tell us about that? So uh, an announcement today, actually, 
Uh, it's going to be on a site called props.com to start. There's going to be all kind of distribution stuff, but Matt Peralt, another Boston guy and yep. myself are going to do this podcast, the daily show. Um, and it's calling it the Bostonian versus the book. So it's basically, yeah. So it's going to be one of those things where he's talking about stuff. Probably I got it. I mean, the Pat, the Patriot hat found me. I saw it in the store. I had to get it. Now I'm going to be wearing it all the time. Fenway Park, all this stuff. But no, it's going to be fun. It's a sports gambling podcast that talks about the business, what's going on. Keep it light. Keep it moving. And uh, between that, cash considerations and eight in the box with me and B-How. That's about it right now. Write the columns for the other sites and this and that. I don't know no best bets columns yet. But we wrote the columns for the World Series. And uh, it was appearing on the MLB Network. We're on a little bit of an offseason right now. Can't wait to see who wins this NL MVP. It's going to be a big discussion later. Uh, Steve, are you live with any tickets on the MVP? I took Tatis before the season started. Not feeling too great about that right now, but yeah. it's going to be close. It's going to be close. Harper or Soto, right? I, I, I think it's going to be Harper, yeah. 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 Should have bought I wanted to bet Otani all season, and I never did it. That was dumb. I thought about laying like 260 with him at one point, and I didn't, but I mean, he's going to win. So He's going to win. Yeah. Yep. Dumb. Dumb, dumb. Um, <laughs> all right. Thank you, Dave, for joining us here on Unreasonable Odds. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Unreasonable Odd. He's Steve Buchanan. I'm Julian Edlow. Good luck this week with your bets. And we will be back next week on Monday to recap week 11. Hopefully give away some free bets or some free Millie Maker tickets on DraftKings. DK Sportsbook for you guys. Um, talk to you all next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.